Welcome to the Spark Report. John W. Davis and Pavi live on YouTube. HNB show. Pavi, Happy New Year. How you doing, bro? Happy New Year, man. How you how how has 2021 been treating you so far? 2021 has been good on this particular day. If you've looked outside, it is hot, it is sunny, almost slightly bit sweltering in LA. So I feel good. I got my vitamin D in the sun. So I feel good today. How about you, man? I'm good. Uh, shout out Dr. King. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's King's actual birthday. Yes, it's sir. Birthday King day on the, the 15th. Yep. Yeah. 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 We usually sell it. We recognize it on the um, 18th, but we celebrate it on the 15th. So shout out Dr. King. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. You know, happy to be here. Um, I have no complaints right now. I'm chilling is 80 degrees outside. I have no complaints. Well, then I guess it's apropos that WNBA free agency begins on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s like right now, birthday. Like right that now. It be yeah, but I'm saying that it begins on his birthday. Yeah. That's pretty good. I know they probably didn't time it up like that, but, you know, things like that work out for a specific reason. So I think that that kind of says something, because if we look at what this league did in 2020 and we look at the trajectory they have for 2021, which is going to be the 25th anniversary of the league and then going forward i think they're in a great position and a lot of people are really looking at this wnba free agency and they're looking at the la sparks because more than half the roster was some sort of free agent had to be signed back to the team and so we know neca has been cored we talked about that on the last episode when i said if anybody was going to get the super max contract it had to be neca and what did they do they didn't even leave it in our hands. They just said, okay, NECA, you're going to get this contract. Because if you leave it up to NECA, she's so selfless, she might be like, well, I want to be a part of the team and this, this, that, and the other. Nah, you need Supermax. We went through that before. No, she ain't. <laughs> no, no, she ain't. It wouldn't be a good business move by any of the uh, top players, Candace included, Candace included, even Chelsea. It wouldn't be a – but as I said before, if you could rationalize one person not getting the max, it would be her. Um, but it wouldn't be a good business move by any of them. To well, she she is most likely going to be the only player on this team with a Supermax. Who? NECA. NECA, yes. NECA yes. is going to be the highest paid player on the LA Sparks. Well deserved. Second right now is Christy Tolliver. Let me pull up my sheet. Second is Christy Tolliver's salary at 190550 And that is what Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray would also be eligible for. Now, will they get the regular max? Yeah. We'll have to talk about you think they will? You think both of them will get the regular max? The thing about Chelsea is the one where because also so, I have a scenario for you where they can get the regular max, but preview for later on in the show, the team is gonna have to play with eleven players if they want to give Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray super maxes. Depending on what the season is like, season, just this, this also the thing right now. We don't know what the season's gonna look like next year. We don't know if it's gonna be a condensed schedule. I mean, you know, they uh, allegedly they're having the um Olympics next year. We allegedly right. don't know this year. This, yeah, year, this year, this year, this year, this year, allegedly we don't know for sure. I meant like next basketball season, but right, like allegedly we don't like we don't know for sure. We don't know what the season's gonna look like. Is it is it is it gonna be a bubble? Are they gonna travel or like how are games gonna go? So I can't really speak to if 11 players make sense. If, you know, it's going to be a regular season, like as in the regular season that we had, the 20, 
19 season, then okay, cool. I think, you know, 11 players can suffice. If, 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 if you're going to have a season like you had last year, you know, when you even mentioned like death is going to be a huge thing because you're playing sometimes three games in one week. You know, even though you were staying in one site, still three games in one week has to add up, I would think at least. I think they probably, if you look at the salaries, the best way to pay the players as much as you can is you have 11 players. And we'll talk about this in a little bit, but they probably would be better off having 12 players for various reasons. There's two of these players who you know are going to be on the Olympic team, Chelsea Gray and Neka Agumake. So they're going to have extra work. Okay. And then what was one of the problems with last season? They didn't get to practice. It's going to be tough to practice if you only have 11 players and and somebody's somebody's hurt. It's just first team, second team. That's it. You can't really, you can switch up things, but then you're changing the rhythm of the whole team. So having 12 allows them to practice more, but having 12 means that Candice, Chelsea, and Cheney can't get anywhere close. Well, I don't want to say can't get anywhere close, but Candice and Chelsea are probably not going to get a regular max if they want to have 12 players. It's really hard to afford 12 players See? if if they're getting that max. It's but almost again, impossible. It's almost again, impossible. But again, that's the reason why I said if I could see anybody leaving, I think it's Chelsea Gray. I think that would be a hard decision. At the, but that she the- loves Candace Park. She's not leaving without Candace. And she can't that? she can't make Candace go with her. How do you know that? Again, how do I know that? Because yeah. everything I've heard her say for the past two years makes it sound like Chelsea Gray wants to play with Candace Parker for the rest of Candace Parker's WNBA career. A lot of people say a lot of things, and then and you know, money gets involved, business gets involved, and things switch. Um, so if I could see anybody leaving, I think it would be Chelsea Gray. Like, like I said, also I think that's the person that the, the organization could rationalize having to take, you know, a pay cut. And maybe she doesn't want to do that. But again, like her, I had to go back. Well, to she's, making, she's making her bag right now overseas. And that's what she's always said, that she goes overseas to make her money. She's making the money right now. So if she has to go down in salary, maybe 15, 20,000 to make all this work, I think Chelsea Gray would be willing to give up fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. But see, then it also depends on agents. You know, like, do you want to set like, does that agent want to like set that precedent for their client? So it depends on like a lot, like which is which is also why I said that I can't see Neca or Candace not taking the max because of it would just be a bad precedent for the league. You then they have to have eleven players. So- then they have they have to agree that they're going to have eleven players. If Candace and Chelsea want the regular max, they're not getting the super max. They both of them, they just cannot both get the super max. That's impossible. So if they want to get the regular max of 190, 550, then you got to have 11 players. But I think both deserve it. I think both, I think you could. You think both deserve what? The super max or the regular max? I think both deserve the super max. But as they far not, as the max, I, 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 like obviously both of them cannot get that. It's just not, it's just like not possible. But I think they deserve it. So if nothing less, they have to get the max. Like I said, if there's one person that I think you could rationalize taking a pay cut, it's Chelsea Gray, just because she doesn't have the cash in the league. That well, um, well, this is the thing. Chelsea Gray was making like 180 something last year, so Chelsea Gray's salary needs to be closer in line to the regular max, so she's not really taking a pay cut. But Candace Parker made about 120 last year. Which is okay, good. so. Which is 
ridiculous, like you said. So she made 120. And so if she goes up 50,000, she's technically making more, but she's not making the max. You see what I'm saying? Like yep. that's the flexibility there that they're going to have to have yep. to make all this work. She deserves a max, bro. What I'm, if, if, if I'm Derek Fisher, cause he's a general manager now. So mm -hmm. if I'm Derek Fisher, especially with the history that those two had, I don't think it was much history. I think that, I think it's a lot. I think it was blown out of proportion, but with the history that those two have, when Candace walks down, you hand her the check that got the 190 on it, sign this. No, you don't because what you do, what you do is you hand Candace the keys to help recruit for the team. If yeah. Candace, yes, you you let Candace say, Candace, hey, that's we're trying to get no, that's we're saying no. But Candace Parker has influence. If Candace, if if Candace Parker calls up Alicia Gray on Dallas and says, Hey. I want you, we're not going to be able to keep Brittany Sykes. We want you to come here and be our starting small forward. That's what you got to do to get players. That, but at the same time, her taking a pay cut to do that isn't her job. It's not a pay cut. It's not a pay cut. She made 120. Listen, Stop saying pay cut. Okay, pay cut. But her not. It's taking, not a pay cut. Listen, her taking the money that she, that, that she is more than deserving of, mm -hmm. especially with the way she played last year. You mean to tell me she's not deserving of a max contract? To me, I'm not saying that. To me, to me, to me, to me, you have to take care of your players. Taking care, if if I am the Sparks, taking care of Candace Parker is giving her a match contract. Then you're saying bye to Brittany Sykes. It is what it is. Again, then let me run. If this is what you want, and that this is the scenario that I thought you wanted, let me run it down for you. Then, so you're gonna have to pay NECA about two hundred twenty-one thousand four fifty. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the one year super max. She could possibly have more years. You got Chrissy Tolliver in at a regular max one hundred ninety thousand five fifty. OK, mm -hmm. then you have Taya Cooper, who has the training camp deal, but her salary is a bargain. So you got to keep her fifty eight thousand seven ten plus they want to keep her. Same thing with Maria Vadiba, fifty eight thousand seven ten. You want to keep her because look at the contract, the value you're getting from her. Sydney Weiss, eighty thousand. You want to keep Sydney Weiss or you want to cut her? I want Sydney Weiss. I'm a, OK, I'm so a, you keep keeping Sydney Weiss at eighty thousand. I'm going to tell you what really should happen. This is not going to happen, but I think you should trade, Shanae. It's not gonna happen because she, uh, her sister was on the team, but I mm -hmm. think you should. But I think that is the one you should trade her and get some other pieces, some other guards. I think even as it still stands now, Maria needs more playing time. Like if she goes mm -hmm. anywhere else, she's a starter on probably every team in the WNBA, almost every team in WNBA. Well, she's probably a starter. They have that right, but let me still keep working down here. So, do you want to keep your first round pick this year? This is a question for you, GM Pavy. Do you want to keep the first round pick this year? No, because I think that we're trying to win right now. So, so you're getting so you're getting rid of that pick. Okay. I don't mind so, getting rid of that pick. Okay, but this is what I'm going to tell you though. If you don't keep that person and you get a different person, even at the lowest you can, you're only going to save six thousand dollars. The first round pick is only going to make sixty four thousand three seventy five. The lowest you can pay somebody, say like a Christina Nigway type contract, is fifty eight thousand seven ten. So you're not saving much money not keeping your first round pick, but okay. do whatever you want. You don't have to have that person. Do you want to keep TRP? Ninety thousand. Is she on contract right now? She's on contract. Yes, she is, but it's unprotected, so you can cut her and not have to pay her contract. The only two people, the only two people who have protected contracts are Neca and and Christy Tolliver. 
Everybody else can go. I mean, I think like Marie can go. I want Sydney. I want Maria. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I have. If I'm I gonna, have Raquana going, Simone going, Rashonda Gray going, and I have you having to cut Goolidge because she has an unprotected contract. Goolidge and Enigwe is borderline for me. If I'm keeping Shanae and she's and if she's actually gonna play, then I don't think I need Enigwe. The only thing about Enigwe is her contract is the bare minimum. She has the best contract you can get. So you can say she's a placeholder or whatever, but you're going to have somebody at that level, 58,710, whether it's her or whether you're bringing over some of your overseas players or something like that. But like, that's a placeholder contract. So at that point, so you're not, did you say you were keeping TRP or you're not keeping TRP? I'm going to keep TRP. Okay, right so now, I'm, I'm, so I'm, right I'm, now, so right now for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players. Let me see. One, two. You're not keeping the first round pick, right? I'm probably giving it up. You're giving it up. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. The draft is in April, right? Yeah. And they can't officially sign until February 1st, right? Right. I'm gonna deliberate about this period right then. I'm gonna like deliberate about this period in my mind. But in my mind, I'm saying I'm gonna trade it. Okay. And then you're not keeping your second or third round pick. Like none of your draft picks making your roster is what you're saying. Because technically a second or third round pick is cheaper to pay just by like 6,000. So let's I see. Would, I would one, probably two, three. Go ahead. I would probably keep my second round pick for one because it. I think there's there is always great value to be found in the second round just for the fact that the first round is like 12 players. So just because you were second round draft pick doesn't mean that you were – not as good as somebody else. Oh, most definitely. Players. So it's like okay. Yeah, so you so you so you're keeping a draft pick. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you will have a rookie on this team. I would have from 2021. I, I, would, I would personally have a rookie on my team. Okay. Yes. So then there with like two or three rookies. No. So with keeping TRP, then so you're about at for seven players, you're at about seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars, approximately, and the cap is one point three. Three nine zero zero. Okay. So it's basically one point. Yeah, it's one point three, so one point three and a half. So, so now, now you got less than six hundred. You got about five hundred and seventy-five thousand for four or five players, and you have not paid Candice, Chelsea, Brittany Sykes, Chenea Gumake. You see what I'm saying? Now you see why I'm saying it's really hard for them to get the max. Because these people you put, these are like, you have to have people at 58, 7, 10. Like, that's the bare minimum you can pay players. They could literally they could literally have a team of, if they paid the, the Supermax to NECA, Candice, Chelsea, and then paid Christy Tolliver her 190, I don't even think they could afford um, seven other players at 60,000. You see what I'm saying? So I it's like you. it's like impossible. I hear you. It's mathematically impossible. I hear you and I feel you. I don't think Shanae so. That's why. I'm, so that's why I'm saying regular max. If you want them to get a max, they can get a yeah. regular max. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. now, so now yeah. we go down that list at one ninety five fifty for Candice, one ninety five fifty for Chelsea Gray. Now you got about two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars left between Chanae and Brittany Sykes, or if you want. Three players. So for two players. But the problem is, is Brittany Sykes is unrestricted. If she signs for 150 somewhere, she gone. Unless 
Chelsea and Candace are giving some of her salary to Brittany Sykes. That's why the flexibility is in Candace and Chelsea Gray's contracts. And we haven't even mentioned any free agents. I haven't even, I haven't even got a chance to ask you, like, who do you want to try to sign? Because they're going to cost money, too. Um, the main person I think they should try to sign because I think that they need more shootings when her name popped up on the list. If I'm not mistaken, let me make sure before I say her name, Alicia Clark. Now, I don't know how okay. much it costs, but the main person just when I yes. look at, just, just when I look at what she every made, team should try to get Alicia Clark agreed just just because of her shooting. I think she was shot what 40% for three last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so but if you want Alicia Clark, you probably gonna realistically. So I said you had what 225 left. I, think I said you had about 225. Realistically, she's probably going to need about 175 of that. And so you still don't have enough to sign your 11th player. So still, somebody's going to have to back off their contract. I think I think that Chelsea and... Chelsea, Chelsea and Candace going to have to figure that out. Chelsea. If they want to bring somebody in like that. But see, my opinion with Candace is that, like, when I, I'm just I'm just looking at it from a optic standpoint, and for what she has meant to the league and also to your franchise through all these years, I'm paying her. I know it may set me back or whatever. It's it's kind of like what the you know Lakers did with Kobe. You're paying her because the salary of cap was way higher for them, I though. Understand that, but also at the same time, Kobe was not Kobe getting that 24 million kind of messed up the Lakers because he didn't need to take that contract at that point in time. If he took less, maybe you could have signed somebody else. Maybe you could have given you know somebody else some money, or maybe things mm-hmm. would have worked out differently. But for what he did for the organization for all those years, he was worth that money. WBA players have never been able to make this much money. So right, Candace, this money, the one ninety, not the supermax, the one ninety, because of what she's done for your organization, what she's done for the league, and also because of her play last year. Now it's not that she was. Then bad. Chelsea Gray is giving money back. Did she had like Chelsea like, Gray like is giving money back, and then you're telling me that if Chanea Gumake wants to play on this team, she's literally taking the veterans minimum. I don't, but see the thing about I think also think about Chanea. It's like I love Chanea. Shout out Chanea. I just think that you need more guards. You have enough bigs, and I think Maria Vadiva needs to play if you're gonna have her on this team because I think she's being held back by just sitting on the bench and playing five, seven, eight minutes. And also with Chelsea, she's also the one based off. Her last season performance, you could argue she does not need the max based off of her last season performance. Now, if her contract came up 2019, she might get the super max. But based off her performance last season, mm-hmm. you could argue she's not a max player. You could. I think she is. But, the, will, I, other, but will other free agent yeah. teams argue that? Other free agent teams will be like, here, how much can we pay you to come? And, Okay, then you take that money and then you maybe you go get a Alicia Clark and you sign Brittany Sykes and you hope that she doesn't get offered by 150 from you know somebody else. And you get Alicia and you get Brittany, you pair that with Christy and you have Candace and you have Nega. I still think you have a great team. You do? You would have a really in great team. Way, in, 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 in some way, you might be slightly better in some ways because you have a knockdown, knockdown shooter. And you still talk about 11 players. We still ain't created a scenario where you get 12 players. If you're they got, people, they have a very interesting situation and fish. And then, and then that means that means that when you know NECA is talking and saying, you know, we have the league of the best 144 players, she can't say that because her team has 11. There's going to be several teams in this league that are not even going to have full rosters because they have to pay people what they're worth. 
So they won't even have a full league, right? They won't even have a full league until until it gets further on in the season, and then you can afford more players. Look, Fish has his look. Fish has his work cut out for him. But when it but if we speak and talk about Candace or who needs to possibly not take the full amount of money that they might be worth, I just think like I've said from day one, it's Candace on Chelsea. No, it falls. No, it's can it's Candace because you have to be realistic. You have to be realistic about this path. Path. You got to be realistic about this, and this is why I say you got to be realistic about this. What difference? I hate getting in people's pockets, but I'm gonna have to do it. What difference is it gonna make in Candace Parker's life that she made an extra forty to eighty thousand dollars from the Sparks? What you mean? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think anybody would take us another forty-eight thousand dollars, especially in the world that we live in today. I think everybody. When, when her ultimate goal is to win a championship, this is the thing: Would you pay forty to eighty thousand dollars to win a championship? That's basically the question for Candace Parker. Is she willing to? Is she willing to pay, give up, give up unrealized earnings for a championship? They can still, but I think they can still work the roster and still do that. Like I, like I, uh, with who? Christy Every, Tolliver, like yeah, Christy Tolliver is coming back. When you she, will literally, you will literally have the only people on the team that will be making above the minimum. Will be, if they do it this way, will be Neca. Chrissy Tolliver, Candace, and Chelsea. And then Sydney, Sydney Weeks. Sydney Weeks making 80. That's it. Everybody else has to make the bare minimum. You can't win with that? Depends on who these bare minimum players are. If you, about- can, if you can get Alina Iguapova to come over, sure. You're talking about four all-stars. And four, mm-hmm. arguably, when they're when 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 not no not not arguably you talking about four of the top twenty five players in the uh, league, arguably top twenty. You mm-hmm. can't win with that. I don't know if you could be Seattle. You got your work cut out for you, but you can't win with that again. And also, you can saw- win a lot of games with that, but I don't know if you can win a championship with that. You got to have a little bit more depth. You have no margin for error if that's your team. No margin for error when you easily could say, well, if everybody just takes a little bit less because we know that you have other income sources, this is the thing. This is not somebody's main income. Yeah, I'm not getting that. This is this is not this is not Candace's main income. This is not Chelsea's main income. This is probably not Chrissy Tolliver's main income anymore. I get that. I just believe in paying people, especially when it comes to not not again. Like I said many times, every Candace and Necker, I believe in paying them what they're worth. I think what they've done for the league and, and and what they've done for the and what they have done for the sparse organization, they are mm-hmm. worth maximum money. Period. If they if they would have given them an extra two hundred thousand, if they would have made this salary cap one point six, and kept the salary scales that way, max everybody out, give everybody exactly what they're worth, super max max you can slide in players and everything like that. But they gave them some restraints because they basically said. Hey, the best players in the league can make an extra hundred thousand, but the salary cap is only going up thirty percent. That's the issue with Supermax. something has to give. That's like the issue with supermax deal in general. Like they're 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 all bad deals technically across pretty much every sport because it kind of handicaps your team once you give out one. Mm-hmm. This is the issue with supermax. But NECA is worth it. NECA's NECA is the captain of the team. NECA is worth it. 
Of course. And I agree with you. Candice is worth as much as the Sparks can pay her. But you got to remember, the Sparks have and the league has those promotional dollars, those marketing dollars that they can pay on the back end to compensate somebody outside of traditional salary. So they can work some different things like that if they just really need to get to a certain level, certain number where you get give that person the rest of the money outside of the traditional salary cap. So you got to think about these alternative ways that you can pay players too. I get that. Candace just bought a, Candace just bought a new house with her previous income. She's not checking for this little bit of money, man. I get that. She's trying to win championships. I get that 1000%. But like I said, I don't think it's on her to to not take what she's worth. I think that's on the organization to figure it out. I don't think it is. It is if she can tell it is if she can get Alicia Clark or Alicia Gray or she can help retain Brittany Sykes. She can get those anyway. With no, she can't. We just went over this exercise. She can't. Listen, 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 listen. You thinking about bringing the same team back. I'm not necessarily thinking about bringing the same team. Back. So you're saying Chelsea Gray is gone and I'm getting better she another might, way. She might not. She she okay. might. Yeah, but again, this is what I've said since the first episode. OK, OK. She might be the one who happens to get left out. If okay. she wants if she wants the max, she might be the one who might have to explore other places. I love Chelsea. I think she's great. Love talking to her. But when I look at the roster, I look at NECA and Candace, my two top, even based on performance. Then last I would, year, I would counter, I would counter back that Candace Parker from everything I know about Candace Parker. And as much as I've talked to her, I feel like Candace Parker would give some of that salary back to afford Chelsea gray. Okay. Well, look, if she wants to do that, fine. Then that's completely on her, but I am, but I am, uh, but I am, but I am approaching Candace Parker with Max Money. Now, if she look at me and she want to tell me, oh, no, I'll take 170 because I want you to take care of that person. Okay, cool. But I'm not going to put that on her initially. Like, I'm not going to approach her okay. with 150. Because, again, okay. me as an organization, that's my job to figure out. But she's, not- a, she's a very smart person. Like, she knows that if she gets this money, like, she can do the math just like you and I. She knows if she gets this money, it will handicap this team. Again, like I said, if that's what she wants to do, if that's what she wants to do, that is on her. But I'm not going to approach her with less than what I think she's worth, especially off what she finished second MVP on last year, second or third. third. She, was, she, was, she was a defensive player of the year. Yes. I don't know many defensive player of the years who don't get the max. I don't know many. So I'm not going to. So I'm not going to approach her with anything mm-hmm. less than that. Like I said, based off of performance last year, Chelsea mm-hmm. is the one who, mm-hmm. based off performance, because mm-hmm. you 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 are worth what I last saw you. What I last saw her last season, that wasn't. But you got to think about this like investing. Think about this as investing. I get it. You're buying you're buying future performance. You don't pay for past performance. Of course. Whatever somebody has done in the past, that was done in the past at the rate that they made. And and when you get in that situation where you're paying for past performance, that's when you get into a Kobe Bryant contract. That's when you get into that's when you get into a huge Chris Paul contract. That's thinking about future too, though, because again, Kobe filled that stadium up a lot of nights. If we got fans back in this stadium, but I'm talking about okay. Well, I'm talking about this new monetary value. That's when you get into. like who is somebody who you think is overpaid right now in the league? The w, the not the WNBA, the NBA. Overpaid? Um, 
for what their what their value is. We'll just call. We don't have to say a specific player. That's fine. No, I'm player, trying to think of somebody, but it's like I, I can like rationalize everybody's deal or like how it came. Yeah, about. right. I can rationalize. I want to say John Wall, but I, I mean he got John hurt. Wall, but yeah, he got yeah he yeah. he got hurt, so you can't renegotiate exactly, that. Exactly, 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 exactly. Mike Conley. Fair. Mike Conley. Okay, so Mike Conley was paid for past performance. Mike Conley is not doing. Mike Conley's game right now is not worth the money he's being paid. He will never be paid that much again yeah, in the history of basketball. This is true. He may make that much money in a private venture. Sure. I'm not going to put any limitations on Mike Conley's life, but in the NBA, he's never going to make that much money. So they paid him for past performance. You don't want to pay for past performance. You want to pay, you want to pay going forward. Like when I invest in stocks, I don't invest for what they did yesterday. I invest for what they're going to do tomorrow and the next tomorrow and 10 and 20 years from now i'm investing in candace for that same reason too though by the way that said the the valid the, but that's that. but that's why i'm investing in chelsea gray for that same reason that's fair but again she's also the one where it may if i'm if 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 it's between chelsea and candace i'm picking candace i'm sorry now again like i said if candace wants to come to me and tell me like mm -hmm. if her and fish sit down and she's like you know what I understand what me taking this money will, will will you know do to this scene. So even though you offer me, I would like to respectfully decline this. I will take less money, and you know I would rather you dish this out other ways. Okay, cool. But as an organization, because of what she's meant to that team and what she's meant to the league, I will not approach her with anything less than max money. Okay. And in my mind, if that's going to be the case, and I know fans are not going to like this, but Candace Parker needs to be one of the last players to sign with the Sparks for the 2021 season. That's cool. She's going to have to be one of the last players if you want some flexibility with this roster. If you want to see the possibility of getting, you know, Brittany Sykes back, or if you don't keep Brittany Sykes, getting somebody of her caliber to be the smart starting small forward. If you want to get Kayla McBride, if you want to get, if you, I don't think they can get Alicia Clark. I don't see it. But if you want to try to get Alicia Gray or somebody like that, you want to pay uh, Laney, Whoever you want to try to get, like Candace Parker is going to have to be the last one to slot in there. And I believe that an analytical person like Michael Fisher and even a person who respects analytics like Derek Fisher, I think they can figure that out, how to make it work. And you got to also remember, they got an extra 60000 essentially to play with, 58000 Taya Cooper's contract. It's not guaranteed. It's a training camp contract. We both know that Taya Cooper is probably going to be on this team barring something crazy happening like an injury. She's going to be on this team. They want her on this team. Everybody does. But, but yeah, they need her. But you don't have to count that as a cap hit yet until it's time, until the season starts. So they, they have some flexibility in there. So if they can do that, then they can push this down the road a little bit. If you're signing people to training camp contracts and it's understood that like, yeah, we're keeping you, but we have to do it this way so we can get everybody in and then figure it out. Another thing they can do, which we barely saw them do the year that we were able to attend practice and that they could do more. If they are going to have 11 players on this team, they must bring in practice players yeah, almost every single day. 
if they yeah. commit to bringing in practice players and they usually bring in male practice players, then see, they probably can do with 11. See, 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 see. But also think about that. We don't know what the world's going to be. Like, it's not a regular, it's, it's not like a regular year. So it's like, that's I don't true. That's a good point. That's a good point. How do you quarantine practice yeah, players? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a great point. Yeah, that only makes sense. I don't know if, yeah, I don't get That doesn't make sense. In a normal situation, that would yeah, make sense. So again, that makes it really seem like you need 12. So then somebody got to get some money back. NECA can't do it because NECA, when you get cord, that means you have to be paid the Supermax. It's like a franchise tag. You have she has to be paid that much. But but but, but they did, but they with, they did right by her. Yeah, they, yeah, they did right by her. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. There was a scenario in my mind where all of them could make about 175 and then they could give back enough money to be able to afford that extra player. But clearly that's not happening now when you have I also I'm not a person that thinks they need to make vast changes. You're getting a top 25 player back in in Christy Tolliver, and you're getting mm-hmm. and you're getting um um. So Christy Tolliver is your free agent signing since she hasn't played. He, her and today she ain't played with this team. Like and Maria was overseas. I don't understand this metric of like they don't have enough. Yes, they do. You got like four top 25 players. How much else you need? Preach. And Brittany Sykes, if she stays, she has played like a top 25 player at times last year. She blocks how, like one. How, how, like, what else, what else do you need? At some point in time, y'all got to hunker down and mm-hmm. just play better. Yeah. Period. Yeah, it's on like, them. Even, like, again, no, it's a great even, point. again, like, even them losing the way they lost to, like, Connecticut. That shouldn't have happened like that. A double right. team shouldn't have done that to Chelsea. But you talk about the first time or the second time? Both times. <laughs> That shouldn't happen. At yeah. what point do they have to take a, the, the the way they lost to, to uh, Connecticut the first time? I think John Cole Jones did some amazing things, but they shouldn't have lost like that. They got out rebounded by twenty eight in one game. Mm-hmm. At what point do y'all look in the mirror and say, "Hey, it's on us. Ain't nobody coming here to save us. It's on us to just play better on the organization as a whole." Mm-hmm. Fish got to coach better. The players got to play better. At what point is it just on them? Right. And now Fish got a GM better. What do you think about Derek Fisher being GM? Um, I want to see. I want to see what happens. Um, I think it, coaches being GM sometimes are bad decisions. So I think coaches sometimes uh, can get attached to things. Mm-hmm. Um, get you know mostly attached to things, and 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 you know maybe you you know whereas whereas somebody who's in an organizational position can be a little bit further away from the situation and see it for what it really is and really make some of those tough decisions as well coaches being a little bit closer sometimes can't but i would just like to see you know um where it goes um i mean i think I, last year i think what was he basically the active standing gm last year no it was uh fisher more fisher the other fisher michael we'll see we'll see i i i i and then I, I, Congratulations to Michael Fisher for getting his promotion to I believe as vice president of player personnel. So congratulations. congratulations to him too. But yeah, no, I think it allows him to be more invested and I think it's important. And I was listening to Cheryl Reeve, the Minnesota Lynx head coach and GM's podcast the other day. And she was talking about, you know, why are some of these, you know, college coaches who have these big names say like, you know, Nikki McRae or Tina Thompson, 
I'm just throwing out like big names who you think would be like really good WNBA coaches, you know, Dawn Staley, Adia Barnes at Arizona, players like that, former players like that. And like, there's a difference in the amount of money you make in college and the amount of money you're going to make as a coach and a GM in the WNBA. So like the more they can have Derek Fisher invested in what he's doing and keep him in this mindset year round, I think that's better. Yeah, but same time, that but you have the same time that come with pressure because ain't no yo, they didn't give me what I need. Nah, you was a GM. So yeah, and again, right. it's it's like another it's like another person. Like I don't think I I'm sure Derek Fisher enjoys getting paychecks from the Sparks, but Derek Fisher is not working for the Sparks solely for the money. Of course, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of players in the WNBA who are not even playing in the WNBA solely for the money. Like when you can go overseas and make a million dollars, and then we talk, we're over here discussing the difference between a regular max and a super max is 190 and 221, but overseas you can make a million. Like that in itself, the fact that you're still going to get paid four to five times more overseas as a super max player. Compared to here, that's still a travesty. Of course. That's still a travesty. Of course. course. So, unrestricted free agents on the Sparks. I just want to say this because we haven't mentioned some players. So, it's Candace Parker, Chelsea Gray, Raquana Williams, Simone Augustus, Rashonda Gray. Those are unrestricted free agents. Three of those names I don't see coming back. I agree. I guess... Somehow, if they saved enough money, I guess I could see Simone Augustus coming back for the veterans minimum if you could make it work. But even still, I think you probably would want more of a guard than what they use Simone as. I don't see Rashonda Gray coming back because they didn't even play her in the wobble. If she was going to get playing time, she was going to get it in the wobble. I love Gray Gray, but I don't see it. Raquana Williams. I think that she can do some damage for some teams in the league. I think she could do some damage. Imagine her coming off the bench for the Las Vegas Aces, the way that they struggle to get shots off the bench sometimes. Imagine her coming off the bench for, say, like, even like the Connecticut Sun. Like, imagine some of these teams where you look at the the starting guards and then the backup guards, and they have this huge drop-off level. Mm -hmm. Like, Raquana is perfect for those teams, but – the amount of money that she's worth, Sparks can't pay it. Like she, she was a player that was making about 120, 117-ish. She was making a max, a previous max. They can't afford to pay her that. I just also we have Christy coming in and I want to be able to give her the ball as much as possible. Mm-hmm. As well. Oh, yeah. So so that's so then you got the core player, the 2016 MVP NECA, cored her, move forward with NECA. And then you got that restricted free agent, Brittany Sykes. I was on the Windsider podcast, shout out to them, with REA Schwartz. And I said that my number one priority is to bring back Brittany Sykes. But to me, if you do that, you got to set aside some money or you either have to have a conversation with Brittany Sykes and tell her either. How much you love her? Right. How much you love LA, how much you love LA slash don't accept something we can't afford to pay you. 
That too. Or accept something you know we can afford to pay you. Or, 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 <laughs> or, 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 no, but seriously, like, also with her, like, this could be a Jeremy Grant situation. Not Jeremy yes. Grant, he, he, like, he wanted to leave for a bigger role. And mm-hmm. she had the place in her career where she's like, yo, I want to leave and shout out to the orange, Syracuse Orange, both Syracuse Orange. Both Syracuse Orange. Like, if she had the place in her career after the, you know, the uh, success she found last year where she's yeah. like, yo, I want just a bigger role. I want to, like, go somewhere and be a star. This is my thing. This is my thing. Brittany Sykes has a history of injuries. She basically made it through the wobble unscathed, except when she got, you know, that knee to the abdomen area and she was out for a couple games to the stomach. But if I'm Brittany Sykes, I'm going to find if I can't get a certain level from the Sparks, if the Sparks are not setting aside 125 to 150 for me, if they can't figure out how to do that, I would really look at trying to find a team that's going to give me multiple, multiple years on a guaranteed contract at 150 or above with her injury history. I think if she can secure, what would that be? 450,000 guaranteed from some team going forward for the next three years. She's got to think really long and hard about that because Brittany Sykes has been playing year-round basketball for essentially as long as she's been out of Syracuse. And she's been out for a while now. She took them to the national championship game. That was years and years ago now. So she's got to think long and hard about that because what good does it do Brittany Sykes to have like a one or two year contract and then, you know, things don't work out and then something happened and, you know, she's not worth as much or she just out the league. Yeah, like she's that's somebody. That's years. somebody who needs to secure the bag. Yeah, she's been around seven years now, but as you said, she playing year round. So really, it's like she's been around eleven years. Right. 10, 10, 10, 10 you know, eleven years. Right. She's, she's like twenty six, but how much of an actual twenty six is that? Right. She so really Brittany, Brittany, if you're watching this, Slim Bundles, Sasson, if you're watching this or if you hear about this, somebody offers you a bag, take, take it and, and let them Brittany. figure it out. No, 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 Take it and let them figure it out. But also, I love Brittany, and, and also, like, if somebody wants to pay her one fifty, I think she's worth it personally. Especially right. Our performance last year, like, I think she's worth it. I think that she is a player. Literally, if I go walk in the mirror and I look at what I did last year, mm-hmm. she's already a really good defensive player. To me, she also has, she has the ability to be a 15, 16 point per game score. Like right. she, she's shifty. She can shoot. She can right. drive. She plays so, and, hard. And basically, you paying about ten thousand per point. Yeah. She, to me, That's she's just like just like Sydney Weiss. If Sydney Weiss was on the open market, she'd get more than eighty from some team in the league when she to was me, shooting fifty percent from three for most of the season. To me, she is a person who has all star type potential. She has mm-hmm. all WNBA team type potential. Now, how many? Now she now she wouldn't be a perennial. Of that nature, but she can make it once or twice. I think she can at least. Mm-hmm. So if like, well, I'm I mean, we know there's one team she's not going to see Atlanta Dream. Yeah, it, it, so, Atlanta isn't gonna get any free agents at all, and everybody uh, might leave, and 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 everybody might leave Atlanta unless somebody like LeBron comes in and takes it over, which we saw his tweet. Which I, I don't even great. think it has to be LeBron. I think it just needs to be anybody, but anybody else, anybody, anybody but the anybody former else. senator. Preferably a black person. Yes. And hopefully a black woman. 
that would also be amazing, especially in um, Atlanta. That would also be amazing. I think it would be incredible for that culture if they could get a black woman to take over that franchise. Man, you well, know who needs look? You know who needs to sign over some of her book deal money who? and buy the Atlanta Dream? Michelle Obama. You read my mind. Yes, it would be incredible. Basketball connection. Her brother Craig Robinson used to be the head coach at Princeton. I had no idea that. Or no, he played. He played at Princeton. He used to be the head coach at. Oregon State, excuse Didn't me. Didn't know that. Yeah, she has a basketball family. Obviously, no obviously, you know, Mr. Obama loves basketball. Yeah. Imagine if, imagine if he was a co-owner. Like, come on, man. Oh, it'd be great. That and also, like, think, and, 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 and also, I just think for like the culture of Atlanta, just like going to Atlanta, Atlanta being like Black Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you know the the the, the things that Black women do. Like, it's a lot of a lot a lot of successful Black women that are in Atlanta. I think if you could get a black person, a black woman in that franchise, it could be a marquee franchise in the league for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. They would instantly be able to change recruiting. Exactly. If they get that right person. Who don't wanna who don't want to kick it in Atlanta for three months in the summer? I kick it in Atlanta for three months in the summer. Why not? But who doesn't <laughs> but who doesn't want to kick it in LA for three months in the summer? That too. Luckily for the W, it's like most of these places happen in the summer. So even a place like yeah. Minnesota. It don't really matter that you're going to Minnesota because you're there in the summertime. Another place I could see Brittany Sykes going and like they could pay her like they could almost pay her a regular max if they wanted to. New York Liberty. I was thinking New York as well. If they want to offer her 190, Brittany Sykes, you better go on to Brooklyn. <laughs> you better go on to Brooklyn and take that money. No, I agree. I agree. Because you know the Sparks are not gonna pay you a regular max. I agree. If the Minnesota Lynx want to pay above, you consider that too. Imagine Brittany Sykes next to Nafisa Collier and Crystal Dangerfield and Sylvia Files. Like, there's so many teams she could fit with. Obviously, we know. Obviously, we know she's not going to the Storm. She yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't end up on the Mystics. She probably wouldn't end up on the Sky. Or the Mercury. I don't think she Or the Mercury. The Mercury don't really have money like that. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about these middle tier teams. So you either stand here trying to win a championship or you getting paid. And when I say paid, you better get paid. Like you better end up over three years with like 450 to 550,000 guaranteed. And it better be a guaranteed contract too. Cause you get six guaranteed contracts. It better be one of those. So that's my thing on her. Let me see. And we talked about Chanae before. Shout out to Chanae. I don't know if you can tell, but in the background, I actually got her shirt up there on the wall. But that's the thing, man. She has so much flexibility, yet she's in a unique situation where she can really only negotiate with the Sparks. But she has the flexibility to control whether this team pays certain players or whether they don't pay certain players and they just have to pay her because she is who she is. I personally think that she's been working on her game. I personally think there's a role for her. I personally think that they could have her and Vadiva and Candace and NECA and still make it work. But you got to keep the minutes down. If she can stretch her game out to the three, She's um, trying. She's trying. She's working on it. I think that would be huge for her if she mm -hmm. can just stretch her game out to the um, three. 
Yeah, so she, I, I, I agree. No, she has it. Look, if NECA can shoot threes, Chanae should be able to shoot threes too. Because I do think that she's a great six woman mm -hmm. um, for the team next year. You know, I think she can kind of come off the bench and, you know, just provide hustle energy, like not to not like kind of like what Montrez did for the Clippers. Mm -hmm. I think she can kind of do that for the uh, Sparks, but she has to, has to, has to, has to, has to, has to um, come back with some type of developed three. She don't have to go out there and shoot five a game, but she has to be able to space the floor, especially thinking of the fact I have uh, Christy and I have One Chelsea. out of three. One out of three. One out of yes. three. I need driving lanes for Christy and Chelsea. I mm -hmm. need driving lanes for Christy and Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And if she's going to come back, I've been talking about this for years. Like, there's going to come a point where even for two or three minutes a game, like, they're going to have to play three of, three of those four at the same time. I know you don't like that idea, but they're going to have to do it. I don't like it because I, I, I didn't like it because they couldn't shoot that well. But if they can all shoot above 35% or at least around 35%. You feel like Candace can shoot now? She shot 36 this last year, I believe. If she can stay at 36%, cool. I think because I, I think the year when we, the year when we had this argument, she was at like 30, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she? Oh, yes. That yes. ain't it. Mm -mm. That ain't it. If she can shoot 30, 30, 35, 36%, I think NECA was already like NECA was around like 35, 36 last year right. as well. See? Right. And that's cool. That's we cool. know that's we know Vadiva can shoot about that. Yeah, they're like, that's cool. That's fine. Just I and I'm not I'm not saying you start all three of them. I'm not saying you do it like 2K and you start NECA at the three or no, I'm not saying that. five minutes at a time. Yeah, not even five minutes at a time, just like two or three, because it's only 10 minute quarters. Fair. I so, just think that in the WNBA, there's no reason to not have five shooters on the court at all points of time. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, it doesn't. You know, you and I have talked about that. Everybody, I mean, even Liz Cambage can shoot. If you're a you one of the tallest players in the league, if you six eight. seven, if mm -hmm. you six seven, you should probably shoot more threes because it's probably easier for you to shoot. Mm -hmm. So it, it just don't compute to me that in W, everybody doesn't shoot threes. It just doesn't. But that's a whole other. They're moving that way. They're moving that way. And then, do I have any other free agents that we need to mention? And then, obviously, shout out to Taya Cooper for re-signing on January 11th. Yeah, we kind of talked about it before the um show, but what did you, you know, well, first of all, what do you think she's going to bring? What what do you think is the next development for her game? Like, what does she need to develop? She said that she wanted to be defensive player of the year and make a all-defense team. If she can do that, then I think her offense just needs to stay about the same. But I, I think her desire is there. I just think that on offense, I think she can help the ball move a little bit more. I think sometimes that she was because once Christy Tolliver's there and say you bring somebody else in, like she won't be able to be as aggressive as she was in the wobble because there'll be some people who are statistically much better than her at making a shot. So if she can be a player that doesn't let the ball stick, if she can be a player that if I'm open, I shoot it. If I'm not, I pass or drive. And it's literally just like that quick of a decision. Then I think she can be really good. I don't know about making, you know, being defensive player of the year, but I think it's great to have three people on the team who are proclaiming that they want to be defensive player of the year, which is Candace, Brittany Sykes, 
and Taya Cooper. I think that's great. I think Taya Cooper is, I don't want to say she's fine with coming off the bench, but she knows how to accept the role. Mm-hmm. So I think I that person can learn a lot from Christy Tolliver. I think that personally for her and number one for her brand, I think LA is an incredible place. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, she does what she does outside of basketball, but I don't think it would have translated as much as she was with Sparks. I think that, you know, the Sparks are probably the most recognizable organization in the um, league. And for yeah. her. Yeah, if she was on the Phoenix Mercury, nah. Yeah, I don't think it would translate the same. Or like mm-hmm. Dallas Queens, I don't think it would translate the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so me, as far as her aggressiveness, I don't mind it because it's not like she's out there just flagging and shooting, whatever. Usually her aggressiveness is going to the rim. So even if she misses, it's not really causing like long runouts because the ball ain't bouncing everywhere. That's true. My thing with her is like she just – and she just has to see the court better. You know, every time you drive, you can – you don't have to drive to look the score all the time. You can drive to look the pass. You know, you can collapse the defense, get in the paint, and now you have Chrissy out there, you have Chelsea, you have a little bit more shooters out there. Um, you can drive to look the pass. So for me, I think the next step for her is continuing, you know, to get better defensively, but just having more of a idea about how to conduct the offense and run a team. Okay. Um, I think many times last I, I saw her start start to develop it near the end of the season, but I feel like she didn't really know how to run a team. Mm-hmm. Her, Kind of thing, and I think that's the next step for her is learning to know how to run a team. Mm-hmm. Personally, yeah, I think it's great that she's back. I don't think there's a better place in the WNBA for her, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think, I think it would have been nice to see her go overseas and like play. It doesn't appear that she's doing that, but. You know, as long as she's in the gym and she's committed and she's working out and she's getting direction from the team, getting direction from Coach T, getting direction from Derek Fisher, and she knows what they want her to do and she's accepting what they want her to do, I think she'll have a great second season. I agree. I think she'll be fine. Yeah. 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 It just would have it just would have been nice to like see her be able to apply what they want her to do overseas like everybody else pretty much on the roster that is of that caliber is doing. Hey, but it, hey, but it doesn't mean she's not getting better. Right. It, 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 I said just to see her apply it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It, it, it doesn't, yeah, hey, look, hopefully she's in this gym working on new skills, working on, you know, new uh, skill sets. So when she comes back, there's no tape on her and she's a whole different player. And, you know, teams have to go get new tape on her and see what mm-hmm. she's doing this year because the tape last year don't apply no more. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to like uh, those minutes when it's Christy Tolliver and Taya Cooper at the same time on the court. Like, like that's going to be kind of nasty. Yeah, I agree. Like That's going to be aggressive. I mean, players who are going hard players that can kind of switch and, and do some of the same things, you know, they similar size, you know, although Taya Cooper is a you know a pretty strong player for her size, but. Restricted free agents across the league. The only two that I could see the Sparks going after, and I don't know if they would do it in like a straight offer way, but if somehow Alicia Gray wants to come to the Sparks, I feel like you got to make it work because I think for a lot of the season, she was the second best player, sometimes even the first best player on the Dallas Wings. Mm-hmm. She'll give you a score. She'll give us size at the three that they haven't really ever had. 
that as long as you and I have been following the team or covering the team. So that's a big guard. And then apparently Candace Parker has a familial relationship with Kayla Davis. That's our God sister. So, I mean, I don't know. Candace might want her God sister on the team. I mean, to me, looking at that list, I just, Sammy Wickham. I mean, I don't know how light. You can't. No, I didn't even mention that because Sammy, you can't tell me that somebody not going to throw 150 at Sammy Wickham. Exactly. Like, this probably not going to happen. But if I look at that list, to me, yes, one person. Because, again, I can shoot. They just need guards I can shoot. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Be effective. so. So if we move to unrestricted free agents, the Dream only have two. At one point, you could tell me that Glory Johnson would have been good for the Sparks. Not now, not with as many front court players as they have or we're projecting them to have. Laney, you try to get Laney? No, I don't think that they need, but also I'm not the person that thinks that they need huge acquisitions. I'm not okay. They need, unless they can, they, they, they are a guard who can shoot and don't need the ball to be effective. I'm probably mm-hmm. not gonna tell you that they need him. They don't need no and game. somebody because the only the only thing about Laney is you could technically play Laney at like that three. And so she could replace Sykes if you got to that point. What does she shoot? She shoots yeah. all right. I'm not exactly sure what her shooting percentage is. I think it's close. Are you looking it up? I'm mean, yeah, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Okay. So I'm gonna keep going down the list while you do that. So Chicago, they have Colson, Parker, and Faulkner. They don't need Sidney Colson. They can't afford Cheyenne Parker, and they don't need Faulkner. So, I mean, there's nothing from the sky that the Sparks are going to want. How much? 40%. Yeah, you want that. They're going to let her get away, though. No, they're not. No, that's a person who could get close to a max. That was the person who got cut by the fever last year before the rubble, got signed with the dream, came out of there, and did her thing. And I talked about it previously, like, you know, everybody was like, oh, where'd she come from? I'm like, this was a player, you know, in her college days that was playing for Team USA at that level. So, I mean, all, that's the thing you got to remember. Like, all of these players in the WNBA are, if they're not, yeah, if they're not all American, they at least all conference. You you talk about women who will probably all miss basketball right. next day. Right. Can you imagine if the, the NBA was down from 30 teams to 12 teams? You know how great them teams would be? It would be like back in the eighties. It'd be it'd be better than that. Really, back in the sixties, but you know. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. So, like, you kind of got to think about the WNBA in that perspective. So, Connecticut, I don't know the status of Alyssa Thomas's injury. Did she have surgery? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. But um, Sparks can't afford her. They Jasmine Thomas is not coming off anybody's bench. Essence Carson has already played for the Sparks a long time ago. Maybe that's a person where if you do 11 players, when you get to the point where you can afford 12, you bring somebody in like that, like in the season because it's a vet. Other than that, I don't see anybody on that team. That's the thing. Like we're starting to run out of free agent options for what they need. When you look at the fever, I don't see anybody. I mean, I guess you could say Erica Wheeler if you want her to kind of replace Raquana, but She's not. She's worth more. <laughs> she ain't coming. Mm-mm, she's worth more. Sparks, we already ran through them. 
Vegas. I mean, McBride. McBride. McBuckets. She's not. No, that's uh, who's coming off the um Achilles in Vegas. Oh, that's Plum. They yeah. can't. She's under contract. But Kayla McBride is available, and Kayla McBride could be a person that she could be a person if Sykes is gone. That's the person you could target. That would that would, that's one player that 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 would that would that would be. I, I would I would I would put that top three. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put her above Sykes because we already know what Sykes has done and will do for this team. But if somebody, if you want shooting, what does Kayla McBride do? Shoot the ball. Exactly. Minnesota, they don't have anybody. You want Zowie B? There's nowhere for her to play. For the player. I got laughed at when I said that the Sparks should call Diana Tarazi and ask her if she wants to play. I mean, you call her, but like at the same time, it's just like, why? Right. Good. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, if you want right. to call, bring over, come on. So it's, especially if fans can come. Oh, you mean tell me, fan? Oh, I'm showing up. We got Candace, we got Tarazi. We got, I'm showing, I am showing up. I'm so gone. I don't want to get into it other than on every show I come on, I always say, expect the unexpected. The Sparks have to, you know, make those calls, do their due diligence, and just be open to any possibility because before the season or before last free agency, we ran down this same list of the previous players and we didn't even mention Simone Augustus because you and I didn't think there was a possibility in the world that she was leaving the links. Or the links. Yeah. We didn't think she would ever leave Minnesota. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just say that. Alicia Clark is interesting because the Storm, Cord, Natasha Howard, which means she's getting to 221. There's a, you talk about somebody who should be paid that same price. That's pretty much Sue Bird. So the Seattle Storm could be running out of money pretty soon. Or, or, or the storm, or the storm to get to a point where they feel like they have to match Sammy Whitcomb for some reason. To that point. Yeah, but the storm should not let Alicia Clark go. But I don't know. The thing about it is, like all of these players, they all know each other. Half of them have played with each other at some point overseas, so they have these different relationships that you and I we really don't know about. They have these different friendships that we don't know about. So. Yeah. If for some reason Alicia Clark is like, hey, I'm trying to come over here and teach y'all how to do what I'm doing. I want to come over here and be y'all Elena Beard. Who can shoot? Right. You let it happen. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But you make that call. Yeah, if I had to pick two free agents out for them, to, like actual free agents for them to call, I would actually pick, uh, I, I think um, Alicia Clark would be number one on my list. Definitely. Um, McBride would be second. Yep. And then, then for the hell of it, I would honestly call Diana just for like the hell of it. Well, Make, I would call I would call Clark. Oh, I, would call, Clark. I would call Ariel. No, I would call Ariel Powers. Fair. Then I would call McBride. Fair. But I would call Powers because we were talking about her last year when she wasn't available, and now she's available. And you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They've got a lot of things to think about. Because how much are you paying Tina Charles? Are you paying Tina Charles for past performance or future performance? Tiana Hawkins, how much are you going to pay her? Are you are you super maxing Emma Mieseman, even though Emma Mieseman has to do stuff with the Olympic team? 
think she deserves Superman. I think I think I think. Wait, you say you don't think Misaman deserves Supermax? Max. Okay. Based off her performance last year, I'm not giving her a Supermax. I mean, I, I feel you, but Max, though, yeah. I'm not the GM. Max for sure, though. I'm not the GM over there. This is true. She's coming up at a great time. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Liz Cambage being court? Do you have any reservations about that? Because I believe this happened to her in Dallas, and we saw what happened there. I mean, it's really up to Liz. Like, does Liz like playing for Vegas? Um, I also honestly think Vegas doesn't necessarily need her. Right. Um, I think they, Asia they the finals last year. I think Asia Wilson plays better when, when Liz isn't next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they necessarily need her. Right. Um, but it's really up to Liz. Like, you know, Liz is Liz isn't somebody who needs basketball. I also think Liz has, I can't speak for the lady, but I think she has other interests outside of basketball. Right. Um, so it's but really she good is training right now for basketball. She, 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 She's she, getting she, ready to play basketball. She just won the championship in the Australian League. She is this, so this last season. She so did. she's ready to play basketball. So it's just up to her and up to whatever really she wants to do, honestly. You know what I f- I find interesting, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think this is something that Derek Fisher would like to accomplish. I think he would like to have more height on the Sparks. And now as general manager, I think he would really like to have more height on the Sparks. Because you look at some of these teams, you have 6'9", Brittany Griner. You have 6'8", Liz Cambage, you have six seven Tierra McCowan. You got some of these, you know, six six Sylvia Files. You got some of these really tall players, and the Sparks are putting Neca or Candice up against them. And I bet he would love to have himself have a six eight six seven player. I don't know how they accomplish it, but I bet he would like to have one. If he had to have, excuse me, you like talking about them getting Liz. No, because you can't afford Liz now because Liz has been cored. And that's that's the thing. It was very smart of the Aces to do that because that limits the amount of teams that she can go to. Because when you core her, even if you somehow move her past, that's still the salary that she's going to end up with. And so that's just not going to happen. No, so... I bet Derek Fisher would love to have Liz Cambage. I wouldn't love it for the Sparks, but that's I've been against that every single time you've mentioned. I bet he would love to have Liz Cambage, Tabrazi, everybody. He'd probably love to have Team USA if he could manage it. Facts. So, as much as I, as much as the league put the constraints on the teams by. You say, oh, we raised the contracts almost 100%, but then the salary cap 30%. They were smart because if they would have raised it much more, you would really have some super teams. You would really have people just getting together, playing with their friends. You'd have about five Olympians on one team. And (laughs) and then you would have some true imbalance in the league. I wouldn't wouldn't mind it either. I think I, I I think I think for the W that would actually be good. Like it would had, be. Like if like you had a team where you had I don't know a whole bunch of marquee names and one was in the West and one was in the East or even still if those two teams like let's say L.A. and Vegas create super teams that's great mm-hmm. that is incredible. 
Yeah. That is well, yeah. Let's, let's, imagine, imagine if some of those young players that look up to Candace Parker that are of similar positions could play with her, like yeah, right. Asia Wilson or Brianna Stewart. I know they love where they play now and they're the, the anchor of their franchises. And I'm not saying that they're going to come to the Sparks, but I'm just saying, imagine if they could. I also think you already do have some quote unquote super teams in the league. I think Seattle's a super yeah. team. Super team. The Sparks are a super team. The Sparks are a super team. Um, I think Vegas has the potential to be one. Mm -hmm. um, you talking about they get you know, one more player, they're gonna be a super team. Yeah, exactly. Like because you still have Angel McCautry. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, even you, you were talking about Asia um um having an MVP year, caliber year. Well, didn't she win MVP if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, she won. Right? Mm -hmm. Her 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 having an MVP year and then bringing it back at Liz Cambage. Right. I mean, you know, you, you talking about two two MVPs basically in your um, front court, and you have you know um Angel um Makashi. I think that they have a super team. I think and Hamby, and Hamby Jordan Hamby. Brand Hamby. I think that in theory Phoenix has a super team. In theory, in theory they got a super yeah. team. And they never play together at the same time though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But in theory, I think they have a super team. Mm -hmm. So um, no, nah, I mean I. I think it should be an exciting offseason. I don't know if we'll see as many fireworks as we saw last year, uh, mm -hmm. which was like probably the craziest one in I personally I history. Um, or at least since I've been, you know, super locked in with it. I mean, I it was like we we saw a lot of movement that um I didn't expect. I think we will right. see um a big move or two this year. And like I said, if I think one person leaves the sparks, I'm sad to say it. I think that 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 it would be a Chelsea Gray. If we see anybody like leave, leave. Um mm -hmm. I think it'll be Chelsea out, out of I respect, like the I respect what you're saying. I respect what you're saying. My opinion is that they'll all be back, but I 100% respect what you're saying because you make bad points. No, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I, like, again, I would, I would love to see it and I would, I would prefer them give it a shot with this roster before mm -hmm. they start to make, you know, big changes. Give it a, you know, give it an actual shot with the team that you signed. Um, before you start to go out, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't right. work. Run it right. back and put the team that you signed on the court. Mm -hmm. Because personally, I think they got everything that, that they need to win. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, you could maybe add this here or there. But when I look at the roster, I think that they got everything that they need. They just got to there's, there's still time for Chelsea Gray to get her Supermax down the line. And the Supermax will continue to go up every year. By the time Chelsea Gray is really into Supermax for multiple years, she'll be looking at 250000 She could maybe sign a one-year or something like that with the Sparks. Well, she had a one-year last year. I don't, I don't know how, you, how I feel about just keep signing one years, one years, one years. It gives you flexibility, yes, but... It depends on what, because see, but see, see, but also it like depends on what the Sparks want to do. Like, because if you flame out early, you may be, like, I, I think the Sparks are in a win now, go for a situation. You can't keep this team together too, too much longer. Like no, Candace is already older. Christy is older. Neka, she's not old, but she's getting older. Um, Shanae, she may have her focus. Obviously, she loves basketball, but she is a person where she doesn't have to play ever again. Like the things that she'll do off the court. Neka too. Both of them, the things that they'll do off the court will be much better than things that they would do on the court. So maybe if you're fish, you're in a situation where you kind of want to keep the deals to shorter deals. Um, you know, maybe you wanted two years. Maybe you want everybody to be up when Candace leaves. Maybe you want everybody to be up when, you know, whatever, however you want to do it. So that would be maybe why you would want to entice shorter deals just so that, like, you know, you can give it a shot, go all in. And if it don't work, you move on. 
But what do you do when you offer shorter deals on 2K, GM Pavy? What do you mean? When you offer a one-year deal, normally what do you do on 2K? I used to do team options, one and one. Well, what I was going to say, what I was trying to get you to say is you pay a premium. Yeah. You pay for a lesser contract. You either get you either get a discount over more years or you pay up for one year. Yeah, you do. So that's another consideration that they really have to think about. But I'm excited about free agency. I agree with you. I don't know if we'll see as much like crazy player movement as we saw, because we also have to think about, you know, there's a nice draft coming in. There are players who played in the Wubble who will never play in the WNBA again. There are some players who decided to sit out for various reasons who may never get back in. So there's always so much flexibility. I think the Sparks, if they can bring over some of their overseas, one or two of their overseas contracts, and that be the 12th player, I think that'd be smart too, because you're looking at the salary. You're looking at what you can get out of a player for $58,000. So I think that's going to be very important for them is just trying to figure out how many quality players can we get at the bare minimum salary range. Agreed. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to convince somebody who's already been playing most of the year overseas to come over here and play for less than 60,000. That's a tough ask, but if, you know, somehow you're able to convince them or, you know, use a past teammate of theirs to relay that, like, this is the year the Sparks are going to win the championship. You should be a part of it. Then I think you have an opportunity to bring over overseas players, even sign some free sign a free agent or two that you don't really think the Sparks had a chance to sign. If you can convince them that this is the year, like this is the year. You will play. You will get an opportunity to be a part of this. We're going to open up our rotations, and it might not be your night every night, but one night is going to be your night to shine. Like That's part of my pitch is that everybody, I won't say everybody eats because, you know, we saw that at the end of the bench, like it's going to be limited. Huh? When you win, everybody eats because everybody look good. That's true. Everybody get paid after this. Everybody wins. So we'll have to see what they'll do. So final predictions. We'll come back as soon as we can, but final predictions. Is the big three staying? You got one. I'm going to say no. Okay. And you're still saying Chelsea is the one to go? Yeah, it's not going to be Candace. Okay. I am going to say that the big three – Stays okay because because Candace is staying, therefore Chelsea is staying because that is her person in the WNBA. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I hope they do, but I'm gonna say, yeah. Unless you're telling me that the Sacramento Monarchs is about to get a franchise and Chelsea is gonna be reallocated there, which ain't happening, then. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to mention to you. So I was talking 
on Clubhouse uh, yesterday, and we somehow we started getting talking about WNBA, and we were talking. It was some Toronto Raptors fans, so shout out to the Toronto Raptors fans on Clubhouse. I know y'all going through some things with your team. Oh, oh man, I don't think the Clubhouse people agree with you, but I will tell them that somebody said that. Tracy Akum. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to get on get into this offline because I don't think this is appropriate for a spark report, but trade Siakam. Yep. If you're saying trade, if you're saying trade Siakam, then you might as well be trading some of these sparks. No, not yet, because I think that this is like because what you're gonna get for Siakam. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a one-year deal, some picks, and his contract off the books. I don't want to what's wrong with his contract. To get paid 30 million for the next four years, and you're gonna be stuck in a situation in which you're gonna be Blake Griffin making 50 million. Yeah, but I don't Blake care about a 30 million contract, yes, but Blake contract ends next year, so his contract's coming off the book soon. And also, the Pistons happen to suck, so they still finna get their draft pick. The Raps are in a situation where you might be a team who ends up from like the eighth to like the fifth spot in your conference, which is the worst place to be in the NBA. Suck. Yeah, I think I think if this is the year for the Raptors to be bad, they should just be bad. Get that pick. Get your K Cunningham. Get your Jalen Green. Get your Evan Mobley. Pay him with Van Vliet and uh, OG. Got to keep Siakam. No, you don't. Yeah, I mean, but his name is so fun to say. Yep, fun fun to say it somewhere else. Get him out of there. (laughs) You don't. And you got Bouche. Who been better than Siakam in my opinion this year? Man, I got, I got, I got to tell him about you, man. You, no. I'm, a, I'm gonna pin you into the next time I jump into the Raptors room. I'm gonna text me, text me, text me, and then ping me, and then like I was going club. I was cool. Kid. All right, well, I'm gonna get you in that Raptors room. So this is the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. So, and I was talking to them how like the WNBA started and how in the beginning you were able to allocate players and like so lisa leslie went to the sparks because she went to usc and she's from inglewood so she had an la connection cheryl swoops had the texas connection so she ended up on the comments so you had things like that what would you think if you know when the league expands i don't say not if but when if you allocate it no. Yeah, if there was some sort of reallocation of players or or you allocated the new players. Because imagine how popular a Portland WNBA team would be, which they used to have one a long time ago, would have been if Sabrina Ionescu was on their team. It'd be a continuation of Oregon. Yes, but I would rather imagine have- Imagine how popular the Charlotte Sting would be, Dawn Staley's former team, if Asia Wilson was allocated to the Charlotte Sting, it'd be a yeah, continuation would, of South Carolina basketball. Yeah, but the issue with that is I would rather have those two people in the markets known as New York City and Las Vegas. I, I hear you. I would much rather have Sabrina in New York City in the Barclays Center than whatever she's going to do in Portland in the Mata Center. I hear you. So, I'm no, I do think the league should um expand, but I don't think that they should do the allocation of players 
like they did when the league first started. I think when the league first started, it was a it was a great idea because you did have franchises in marquee cities where you need to get players to these cities. Like mm-hmm. you have to have a Lisa Leslie on the Sparks because it's your LA team, and your LA team is always going to be right. you know one of your your. It's definitely Lobo was on the Liberty. Exactly, like the Liberty have to have a good player who's in that market. The the comments have to have a good Houston's a top five market. It has to have a good player that's you know in that um, market. But right now, where the league stands right now, no, I don't think you do that. I think that if you bring some more teams, you know, you do you give them the first or second pick or whatever in the draft. Um, you do a uh, imagine Kia Nurse on the Toronto team, Canada's own Kia Nurse on the Toronto WNBA team. Uh, expansion draft, that's cool, and they can protect however many of their players like they do in you know the NBA. Yeah, but and- yeah, but the Liberty ain't gonna just give her up. I mean, they might, but they might. they might if they want to get off her contract. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, they might. But I don't know. I just think certain markets would be could be interesting to have certain players on those teams. Mm. I think it could help carry those teams in the beginning. I but think one pick could help carry those teams in the beginning. Huh? I think getting a number one pick would help carry those teams in the beginning. I mean, possibly, but I mean, when was the last? Well, no, you're right. Because no, the number one picks when they're good, when they're good, they're great. Candace Parker, Asia Wilson, Sue Bird. When they're good, they're great. There you go. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I mean, Candace Parker was the number one pick, and she was the best player in the league. Asia Wilson was the number one pick a couple years ago, and she was one of the best players in the league. Same thing, Brown Stewart. No, you're right. You're right. So, but how are you going to decide who gets the number one pick? Because you're not just going to bring in one team at a time. Coin flip. Man, that was, it was tough to it was suck to be the next team getting the number two pick. You got to give me an incentive for not getting the number one pick. No, you don't. Then no, 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 no. This is the thing. So if you don't get this, is what I would do. So if you bring in two teams at a time. And you guarantee that you know they get the first and second picks in the draft. Then whoever doesn't get the first pick in the draft should get the first pick in the expansion draft. When oh, the yeah. te- when the teams have to get rid of a player, yeah, I yeah. think that I think that would be fair. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So if you do that, it like that, hmm? doesn't, isn't that what happens anyway? Usually, or does it- I don't know. It's been so long that there's been an expansion draft. I don't even know. I think- Actually, I think the expansion draft usually happens before the draft, but still, you would I would assume know the order. So yeah, the team who loses the coin flip, you get the first pick in the in the you know um, expansion draft. But if they could get to sixteen teams, I think they'd be doing something because I still contend that it's it's kind of tough. It's kind of rough on me to see seventy five percent of the league make the playoffs. Eight out of twelve teams should not make the playoffs. I agree. Eight out of twelve. That's fine, but 75% of the league should not make the playoffs. Can you imagine if 75% of the NBA made playoffs? That'd be what? That'd be what? 24 teams? Yeah. No. I mean, they did the little, I mean, they tried the little play in game to make it, you know. That's still play. not that many. That's a little bit over half. I mean, that can even be discussed in that time. That's still too much. I feel you. I'm still too, I don't want to see the 10th seed try to make this is not the NCAA tournament. Let's end on this. I okay. want you to give me two cities and with a quick explanation of why you would, where, if they do do expansion, where would you like to see um, 
the teams go to. Okay, thank you for this question. I just talked about this. So I'll talk about it again. I will say the first city, San Francisco, is way too much money in the Bay Area to not have a team. Is way too much basketball culture in the Bay Area to not have a team. I don't see how the Warriors ownership or some of their friends that want to be involved in basketball can break off a few coins, pay a fee, and get themselves into the league. And then I think the legacy of the Houston Comets means that they should have a team as well. The legacy of winning the first four championships in the league, four straight, like they got to bring that back. Bring that back and then I bet one of them Magumba K's would be on that team, if not both, or three. That I was going to say San Francisco is the first place that jumps out to me. And then I'm with you. I think that it's a shame that they don't have a team. I think that the merchandise would do crazy numbers. Right. Um, if they brought back the merchandise right now, it'd be top seller. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, can you imagine walking to the stadium and going, you know, being able to get a Cheryl Swoops jersey? Um, so like, I those those are the, the the I mean, and and even when you think about WNBA, I mean, to me, still the Houston Comets are still one of the teams that you think about. Like, if I call my dad right mm-hmm. now and like ask him what the name of the team in, in Houston was, he'll probably know. If I ask what the name of the team in Seattle was, he might not know. You know, right. what I'm saying? So I still think the comments are. Still a marquee franchise, even though they're not there. Um, so yeah, Houston, and then I wish you with the Bay Area. Like it, it, it doesn't. The Bay Area is probably yeah. one of the fastest expanding markets. You need a team out there. And if it wasn't those two, then you got to put a team in Florida. Where though? Because I was thinking Miami, but nah. Miami, Miami. The reason why I wouldn't say nah because Miami during the summer, nah. I would probably say maybe they play inside. Yeah, but I'm saying no because like people have a problem coming to Heat games. True. When LeBron was there. True. Maybe Tampa, Tampa, like Tampa, like Tampa is a city I'm watching. Tampa, Tampa is a city I'm watching because they're currently housing the Raptors. So like I would love to know how I would I would just love to know how um basketball translate there. Tampa does not need professional basketball. They want to go watch professional basketball. They can go to Orlando. It's not that far. Yeah, but there's nothing else to do in Tampa, and they got a football team, and they and, and they have like support the football, and they have and and they have support the Bucks through really only a couple winning seasons for like forty years. That's true, but they barely support their baseball team, and every once in a while, their baseball team makes it to the freaking World Series. They've been there for twenty yeah. years. Yeah, not in Tampa though. The team yeah. is team is based in St. Pete and they can barely decide if they want to build them a new stadium or not. That's a whole different discussion about teams getting free stadiums, but I don't think Tampa can support another professional team. Personally. They already got an arena. But to your point, to your point, they often get the women's final four. Tampa. Okay. Give them one. What you going to call them? I don't know. The Tampa, I don't know. That's for, that's for somebody else to figure out. I don't know. Call them something. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what it would be. But all right, y'all. It's been the Spark Report. You can hit me up on Twitter at John W. Davis. Tell me what you think about Sparks free agency, WNBA free agency. Tell me some sleeper that needs to end up on the Sparks that I don't know about. Tell me who it is. Pavy, where can we find you at? 
As always, man, find me on Twitter uh, at Pavy World, P A V Y World, all one word. And uh, I have a new song dropping on Tuesday. Um, so go check that out when you guys see it. And congratulations on all those streams on Spotify. It. Thank you. All right, y'all. It's been the Spark Report. John W. Davis, Pavy. Peace.